intro. Hello! Hello and welcome to the, the Super Bunny Hop Super Dad and Sons Super Podcast. No! What is wrong with you? My name is, is George Weedman, and I and I am I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and and I'm all out of ass. Mm. I mean that's been pretty much your whole life. Ooh. Is is just chewing bubblegum with no asses to kick? Yes. You've been looking at George's ass? That's the way I took it. I mean, I might have. I never really understood that phrase. Like, why why does chewing bubblegum correlate with kicking people's batoxes? It was the 90s, George. We, do, we don't ask questions of the 90s. What about taking names and kicking ass? Like, why, why would you... I guess if is you're that, like, if you have a checklist of asses you want to kick, you'd want to take their names and mark them off. Is that like a reference to like dog tags, picking people's dog tags when you've killed them? Like taking their names? I was thinking of Reggie Fusime, E3 2004. I mean, that, wow. I mean, who would win in a fight? Reggie or Duke Nukem? Let's be honest, it would be Reggie. Will it, though? You think You think there's, like, muscle under that suit? You think that boy's ripped? Yeah. I think he is, yeah. I mean, have you seen the Mega 64 E3 training video where he works and pumps the, the fuck out? Reggie's got it going on. You think he's, like, like the kingpin under there? I think so. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, E Honda. You know how E Honda somehow has a six-pack on top of his fat, which is scientifically impossible. <laughs> but I reckon Reggie has got that going. Okay, I'm I'm just like picturing a fan build of Project M, and I'm imagining that that Reggie could get like model swapped with Ganondorf. I I could imagine Ganondorf's move set on Reggie. I, Do you not remember that fight that Iwata and oh, yeah. Reggie had for the Smash Brothers commercial? It was hilarious. It was amazing. It, it was like one of the weird um like like pseudo bright examples of good marketing during the Wii U era. Yeah, that was great. And it's probably just Reggie. I bet it was just Reggie who comes up with this shit. That guy has a sense of humor. To be fair though, Reggie was fighting someone who had cancer. Oh my god. It's not exactly the fairest of fights. We are starting <laughs> the podcast nice and fresh this morning. Like the dew off a rotten pile of leaves. Mm. Welcome guys. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. God, I miss Awata so much. So Reggie or Duke Nukem, who would win? Minus the guns or the bubble gum. I'm picturing Reggie getting model swapped on top of Solid Snake's move set, and I don't like the idea of Reggie just pulling out a gun and shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very Nintendo, is it? I mean, I get that he's all about taking asses and, and kicking names, but but somehow that that doesn't seem to like fit his comic style. I feel like he would be like kind of like Mike Hagar. Like jumping around, in, but instead of yeah, a pipe, instead, a of, instead of a steel pipe, he has like a Wii Fit balance board that someone has just like left. That he couldn't sell? Yeah, he couldn't sell. It's just left in like a stock room somewhere in America and he's just picked it up on the streets. He's just like jumping and smacking people in the head with this Wii Fit balance board. He, he like, like sets a, a landmine, I don't know, a Wii U gamepad that, that like snaps and hurts people's feet when they accidentally step on no, it. No, he just drops like copious amounts of third-party Nintendo Wii accessories. Like, you know, when you could have like the plastic tennis racket that does nothing, mm -hmm. but it's just like a grip that attaches to the, the Wii remote. Like, he just has like copious amounts of them that he just like drops all over the floor for people to trip on. His down B reflect move is is him like pulling out a, a NES fitness pad and deflecting attacks just like, like by whipping them back like like Mario's cape. 
and he has like a more he has like a morning star that on the end of it has just like a GameCube, just like a purple GameCube that he swings around the, on the end of a morning star. Which Nintendo executive do you think would fit with Mario's Smash Brothers move set? Who, who, what real life person? I'm gonna broaden the category. What real life person would you want to see model swapped onto Mario in, in Super Smash Brothers Project M? If I'm honest, yeah, you. <gasps> <laughs> Just like a short, okay. stubby version of George wearing Mario's hat, running around f- throwing. journalistic degrees at people (laughs) because they're so plentiful and cheap (laughs) and and sharp and hurtful so so easy to get a hold of matt matt could be like who could matt body swap in smash matt strikes me as a as a as a as a as a, uh, a fox kind of guy. Yeah, a I would say that. Fox. Sleek. I can go, sleek and yeah, fast. Yeah, like a sleek laser pistol firing jacket wearing badass. R- really? Really? Yeah. Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy that all the pros want to play. I don't think you'd be Fox. I think maybe you'd be Wolf. No, you'd be Falco. You'd of course be Falco. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the shadows. <laughs> Living in the shadows and always oh, like firing like annoying quips at people like nice one George (laughs) (laughs) okay now 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 I'm there there. (laughs) you take this one I'll take the one behind me nice shooting jackass (laughs) (laughs) Jesus when does when does Fox say that no No, when does Wolf say that Falco says it Falco, but I don't. They're all too furry for me. I don't know. Oh wow, furry! Speaking of another good Nintendo advert, that Star Fox one where they used the puppets for Reggie, Iwata, and Miyamoto—that was a good one too. I'm wondering who's responsible for this. I don't know, but those I Wii U see... era ones were pretty good, considering it was better than most of the actual games they put out. I want to see a Danny DeVito mod swapping out Mario with Danny DeVito and and. Project Wait, or something. Mario? Yeah. Why Mario? It's going to be Wario, isn't it? For Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito could be either. I mean, they're basically like bizarro clone brothers of each other. It has to be Pikachu. I, I, I just want to see Danny DeVito like try his darndest to do a Mario impersonation and be like, It's a me, Mario! Yeah! <laughs> 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 You know that is that is kind of more of a Luigi. Wario cadence. Why can't I? You just basically did an impression of Wario while pretending to I be did. Mario. I did. Isn't Wario supposed to be like a, a, an imposter, a, a sly trickster? Okay, yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito, you can be Wario. Who's gonna be Mario though? Huh? You. I guess I'll take the mantle. Yeah, I'll I'll accept <laughs> my um. You're loving your true it, destiny. Really. My, my blessing and my curse. I'll put on the hat. <laughs> wow, this this conversation. I love how you guys get to be characters, but I'm just like nobody. I'm thinking you could be uh, uh, like a Marth or a Roy, like like a handsome anime boy. You know what? That makes sense. For the, with a th- skinny sword. That makes a skinny sword. <laughs> it's like like like. Fly ass looking white guy living in Japan. You're you're, you're totally l- like anime dream boy. 
Liam's, Liam's not not entertained, Liam. Uh, I mean, but everyone hates like the Fire Emblem characters. Really? Well, I mean, doesn't everyone hate you on this podcast? I'm done. I'm fucking done. I quit. If you're done, then we can talk about a certain subject. Then. Well, all right, all right. If we're if we're changing topics, if we're moving on from um, everyone's most beloved and most hated imaginary Smash Brothers real life person model swap. Well, 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 George. Well, do you got you got one? We can we can segue straight into. I mean, everyone hates Fire Emblem characters. Everyone hates me, and now Nintendo are gonna hate me even more. Because I haven't really I haven't really been playing any games this week because I've been too busy. Making one. But I was having a little bit of a a kick this week where I was watching a lot of retro game collecting videos on YouTube. Which is a whole There's there's a lot of them. I'm I'm That's still around? I'm I'm friendos with some people in that community. Yeah, it seems to be shrinking lately. Shrinking? I just feel like every fucker who's ever owned a video game console now makes a retro game channel. And those numbers are going to decrease as time goes on. Oh, I had a Nintendo 64 when I was six years old. Time to make a channel. Desaturated. Huh? Yeah. But anyway, I was watching because I was like, try. I was thinking like, you know, I kind of want to get back into maybe collecting some stuff. I, I, I had fun last year collecting like Game Boy Advance Japanese games. And that was that was fun and playing through them and stuff. But... I go through leaps and bounds of where, uh, whether I'm enthusiastic about doing it and actually playing the games. And I was kind of, I, I was in my local book off, which is like a secondhand sort of video game, music, and manga store here not, in Japan. Not the tool off? No, not the, not the hard off. That you're thinking no, of. Oh, yeah, the hard-offs. And, Those were my favorite. Yeah, no. But my the, favorite thing about Japan was, I mean, was all the hard-offs They're pretty much everywhere. all the same chain, but mine is a book-off, so it's mostly manga. But it has a few video games in there. And it had a Sega Saturn. Nice. It's a console I've never owned. Not a lot of people did. <laughs> Not a lot of people did. But it was only $30, right? Mm-hmm. And they had, like, 15 games there, all for $2 each. Ooh. So... And I stood there for yeah. about 30 minutes. Did you buy them all? And I didn't buy anything. Oh. <laughs> so what's the story? <laughs> so the story was, I couldn't justify spending $40 <laughs> on a Sega Saturn. But I was still like in the mood to like play a bunch of retro games without spending money on them. And I've never been someone who has emulated games ever. Ever? Apart from, like, fiddling around back in, like, school computers, like, putting... I don't understand you people. Like, I just never have. I've always either played the games boxed, uh, or I actually owned the copies, or borrowed them from people. You've never been, like, a 12-year-old with no money who (sighs) discovered emulators on their mom's computer? Mom's computer? What? Your mom played emulators? 
No, no, I mean, well, it was her computer. It's not like I mowed lawns at the age of 10 and bought a computer. I mean, of course, I've obviously had emulators before, but I, what I'm saying is I've never really, like, you know, used them a lot. I've, like, downloaded them and played through, like, Super Mario World a few times or, or Link to the Past or something like that, right? It's so nice, though. I know, and they're very convenient so to nice. have. And I did buy a Raspberry Pi before I moved to Japan with the intention of making it like a, a, a set a retro top. box. Retro yeah. box, yeah. 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 I never got around to it. But I was thinking about, I have this Super Nintendo Classic, this SNES Mini that I have, that I've played. You know, I played Super Castlevania 4 on it recently. You know, I've played like a few games on it. But I was like, I'm kind of done with those the 23 that's on there because it's the it's the same top 10 Super Nintendo titles that everyone talks about Super Metroid, Super Mario World, you know, Super Punch-Out, Link to the Past, all that jazz. But I kind of was like wanting to dig into like some older stuff or some more unknown stuff. So I was kind of like, "Oh, maybe I could download an emulator on my my laptop and, you know, give it a go." And I was like, "Well, that's super cumbersome because I don't really like sitting where my laptop is and I I want to play things on my TV." So I started reading about hacking and modding the Super Nintendo Classic. Now you're going down the hole. Now I'm going down the hole. And it's such a nice hole. Oh, it's 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 so much better than all the other holes. You say that, you say that, because I expected it to be quite an arduous task. Oh, was it not? Was it easier than you thought it would be? But I can tell you, I both modded and hacked my Super Nintendo and put an extra 45 games on it. Yeah? In 25 minutes. Yeah, Ooh. good job. You uh you you're breaking down the um I, barriers I of, course, of media ownership and education. <coughs> that, 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 I of course okay. <coughs> own all of those copies physically. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah, like you know, Captain Commando, which is like a four hundred dollar box game. <coughs> of course, I own all those games. A, a, a world of of retro histor historical knowledge really is now available to you that has previously only been available to people with a lot more money than you. It's true. It's true. I never understood what what the problem was with emulation. Oh well, because companies want to make all their it's money. It's technically which is, pirating. Isn't I mean, it? a valid point, but. At the same time, I think it also empowers a lot of kids to learn important skills yeah. early in life and history and kind of sort of evens the balance board. And you know what? I'm just going to go out and say that right now, that it's a necessary balancing force to the world <laughs> that helps kids of lower classes like pirate pr productivity software and like movie history and textbooks. Shit that only people of like the upper middle classes and above can really afford to throw at their kids is stuff that pirates are throwing at the world's children for free. And that's... That should be a beautiful, valuable service that, that, that I don't know, I think, I think there's, there's a valuable role that it fills as, as, as one that capitalistic institutions can't. It's difficult because with stuff like the Super Nintendo Classic and also pre previously like the virtual console in the eShop, Nintendo was still actively selling these things which are their IPs and their copyright, you know, for money. So you, you are technically pirating. Oh yeah. You know, it's not like turbo graphics titles that no one sells anymore or whatever that and, and are it's historically also, you know, are going to disappear like unless emulation. It's third like a world country where you can't buy these things anyway, yeah. which I think is another perfectly valid reason but to actually Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. 
but I, I also see the, the other side of it. It's, it is, you know, a company actively selling their product to people still now, and then people are just... And they're still making their money with it just fine. Yeah, they are, but it, you know, it's like anything. Video it's game theirs. sales are still breaking profit records, even though they're, you know, overworking their people and fleecing their customers with microtransactions <laughs> that... Yes, but I will admit... ...are potentially illegal in some countries and U.S. states. I downloaded this tool. What was it called? Hachi... What was it called? It was called... Uh, Hachichi 2. And it's a... <laughs> Hachichi 2. That's, that's cute, I guess. And it's a freeware piece of software that you literally just open up. Or you download it, and then you open it, and then you tell it that you have a Super Nintendo Classic. And then you uh, conveniently... Uh, dump the ROMs from your physical copies of the game. Right, right. Right, right. To the computer. Yeah, that you own that in you your own, other room. And that I room. have... In another dimension. Purchased with my real yeah. money. Yeah. And yeah. then you add them into Hakuchi, and then you connect the Super Nintendo Classic to your PC, <clears throat> and then you dump the kernel that it's currently got, and it, it, it downloads a new kernel to the console that is all of the original games. Like, it's the same as what's on the system currently. But then it adds all the ROMs that you've, uh, you know, dumped from your physical copies <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. onto the console. But you can also add, like, the box art. And you can, it, it has, like, a, this neat little tool where it says Google box art. And you can literally Google press the button that says Google and it will show you like pictures of the box art and you can choose the box art. So it all presents very nicely on the Super Nintendo Classic menu. And uh, mm-hmm. then you have like, I currently have 45-ish new games to play. Inclu- wow. But it was like, I was looking actively for games you stole that... them. <laughs> wow, you're a stealer. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, where do you live? Oh my god, let me let me call the police you, right are you, now. Are you gonna come after him and don't repossess the, the ROMs? We know what kind of companies are coming after me, and I don't want Nintendo to be alongside other <coughs> unnamed companies <laughs> knocking on my door. Does the company start with an R? <laughs> Sir, can can you please exit the building with, with the ROMs above your head? I swear to god, if they come after me, I'm taking you two down I'm taking oh, you well, both down with 21, me. Twenty one fifty one figure out how to make this sound better on Liam. <laughs> Alright, moving on, moving on. No, just but leave I, that cut in. Leave that cut in. Yeah. But I, I was looking for games that I've not really played before because obviously the ones that are already on the Super Nintendo Classic are like the go-tos that everyone's already played. A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, blah de blah blah The games they still make money with. Yeah. So I downloaded, I downloaded games like Illusion of Gaia, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe, Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinstrels, Mega Man Soccer. I don't know why. Wait, what? <laughs> the Battle, March of the Black Queen, which is a really good game. Pocky and Rocky, Pocky and Rocky 2. Good games. R-Type 3, The Third Lightning, which is a good R-Type game. Super Turrican 2, Tactics Ogre. Ooh. Um, 
Terranigma, which is the European uh, sequel oh, to Illusion yeah. of Gaia that yeah, you yeah. guys I've, didn't I've, get. I spent a few hours with that. I Yeah, I, I really dig that one. It's really interesting to play nowadays after uh, Dark Souls got super popular. Uh-huh. Breath of Fire 2, which is great. And also, the game that I've been playing the most of, which is fucking awesome, and I don't know why I've never played it before, mm-hmm. Wild Guns. Yeah! That game is so good! Is it? Holy crap! You never no, played I, Wild no, Guns? I've never I've played, never played, I, played I, haven't it, played, no. I haven't played Reloaded either. Um, the new Wild like, Guns kicks ass! Yeah, no, it's amazing! I don't know why I haven't played it before. Like, I never had a copy. Um, but it's great! It's it's so good. Like I spent most of the yesterday evening and this evening playing it. It's really good. I'm like on the last stage now. Like the what is the last stage? What is my last stage? You can choose, can't you? Like the you do the first level and then you have like four pathways you can choose. I'm on like the bottom one now. But yeah, it's fucking great, man. Natsume were how do killing we, it back in the day. On how, do we, how do we pitch Wild Guns to people who don't know? Yeah, uh, please pitch it, it to me. It's got sexy pixel art for a start. Like yeah, really yeah. good Metal Slug-esque pixel art, which is great. Yeah, but it's turn-based, so give me the story. No, like, oh no, 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 it's not turn-based. That's Wild Arms. You, you might be thinking of Wild Arms. That's Wild Arms. Oh, mm-hmm. wild You can, you can play that arms. on the PlayStation which, 1 Classic later oh, this year. Oh, never mind. If you hack it, maybe. (coughs) Wait, does Wild Arms come on the PS Classic? Anyways, they're both like weird cyber westerns, so confusion is is understandable. Wild Arms is like a shooting gallery game where... Mm. The Wild Gun is the shooting game. Yeah, Wild Gun (laughs) is the shooting game. The shooting gallery game where you have like a cursor on the screen, but your character is also on the screen and he moves left and right with your cursor... So the idea is that you're like having a shooting gallery of stuff in front of you, oh, different yeah. enemies, and different bosses, and then you have to do like dodges. You can jump and then double jump, and also while you're shooting, you can do like left and right, like matrix esque dives, and then you have different weapons and upgrades, kind of similar to Contra, that will appear after a while, and then you have to face like this like. Two stages in each level, and then like a final boss. It's great. It's fucking. It's real good. It feels really nice. Really fills up with bullets. Yeah. And 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 you're like constantly narrowly dodging all of them. You can play it multiplayer. And, and, oh yeah, yeah. You can have two people fill fill the screen up with even more bullets. And the pix- and, the, and pixel the, art the character is, designs are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The pixel art is great. Like it's this weird. I don't want to say steampunk. It's literally like robots in the west <laughs> but it isn't steampunk and i love the uh the the, the girl character who has like Annie. a big hoop dress and a giant hat that just flops around yeah. and she still does all the the dodges and the flips it's really good like i'm i'm enjoying it a lot at the moment i want to finish it soon um, which makes me sad because I just want to keep playing it, and then I might actually just get the reloaded version on Switch. <laughs> Play that, you know, owning yeah, physical Luke, Luke. copies of stuff and everything. So what you're saying is by uh, downloading, you know, a, a ROM of of a game you you know own but forgot about, and uh, rediscovered it, you are now being given an incentive to buy a new product 
from, Heck yeah. from a, a newer team yeah. uh, that, that, that you'll be sustaining with the uh, knowledge and stimulation that has been provided to you by the uh, old, um, some, some might say, uh, you know, p- public domain in previous generations kind of, kind of products that, 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 that nowadays are more for learning than for making money. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I'm enjoying Wild Guns. Seriously, though, I can't believe how easy it was to mod my Nintendo Classic. means to steal. How easy it was to steal. It's what? Yeah, like, like, you know, when you uh, include images of of Mario and footage of uh, Nintendo games in your YouTube videos and get your uh, copyright notices. Yeah. Or uh, when you, um, you know, want to make a game of your own. Um, and uh, do it completely for free. Don't don't sell it for money. Keep your identity anonymous and and get your cease and desists from Nintendo because uh, you you want to make a fan game with a Nintendo property. I mean, Nintendo are going to come after us now. I've spoken about this, but I mean, what else is new this week? Mm, I mean, all they can do is just politely ask us to stop. I guess. Anyways, um, I watched anime, but you watched anime. What uh what what anime was it? I watched my favorite. I watched 3 oh of God. the new season animes. <laughs> you got to keep me on track with reaction. this. How are you Is there a news site that you track Yeah, all? do you like have a Reddit you you keep up like, with or No, it's like I don't know. Is it Crunchyroll? Just... Do they send out <clears throat> no, what's new I, in the season? I, no, I always forget, and then like I'll hear or be a part of like I don't know Discord chats, yeah, yeah, of people talking about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, the new season of anime has started because everyone is now like talking about these different things, and then you know I'll be I'll like Google them to see what they look like, and then Brian Ashcraft on Kotaku does like a real good rundown usually of all the anime of the season. And he gives like a brief synopsis of each one. And that's usually pretty helpful to like see what would be interesting this season. I tend to like watch the first episode of like the ones that everyone's talking about and then maybe decide to carry on with them. And uh, the three that people are talking about this season that I decided to watch, I will admit I didn't think were that great. <laughs> you don't say. Apart from one of them. You watched, one of them was good. One you, of them was good. You, this is like the thing. This is why I can't keep up with things anyway because when you like watch new stuff... You're running way more of a gamble than watching stuff that's like gone through the filter and, George, and been vouched for. I don't want lessons about watching stuff from you. You don't finish anything that that's been established anyway. Do you even finish oh, well. sandwiches? I finish food. Yeah, yeah. I I think I I get a lot more enjoyment out of uh, most foods than most animes. Do you cut off the edges? So. I, uh, I don't eat sauerkraut. That's the only food I won't eat. That's the only food I won't finish. <laughs> food is way better than anime. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I, I, I you okay to, there? I want to tell you about this one anime. <laughs> Having a little giggle fit. <laughs> yeah, which... Which anime is so, it? I'll quickly brief everyone who, because the people are, like the the sons and the daughters and the dads and the mums out there who listen to the show, 
watch way more anime than we anime than we do because we constantly get recommendations. So they'll probably know what I'm talking about anyway. But for the ignorant who don't know, I watched one episode of the one that everyone was talking about because it's super like just over the top, and that's called Goblin Slayer. Okay. I wonder what that anime is about. It's exactly what you think it's about, but it includes goblins raping women. Oh my god, oh. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow, you like like jumped from uh, you know No, because it's um, literally um, it's literally about slaying goblins, but those goblins are pretty nasty and it's pretty brutal. Mm, that's not yeah, anime. Yeah. We're going we're all, to we're all fine with slaying. And like I don't, even, I don't know. Do you know you what? said that's not anime, but I've seen a lot of anime do you know that what uh, is? play out like this. Do you know what Iseki is? Do you know what the genre no. of Iseki is? Cuz that seems to be no. every fucking anime at the moment. Iseki is like started because of Sword Art Online, the whole being inside of a game, living a virtual life. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what Iseki anime is. So this is kind of like another one of those. And then on top of that, there was another one of those called Tensai Shitara Slime Dataken. Which is <laughs> <coughs> Which is an anime about a guy who gets stabbed in the street and then dies and then gets reincarnated in either another dimension or a game, I wasn't 100% sure, as a slime, like from Dragon Quest. No Oh, so he's like the easy early enemies. Yeah, so he gets reincarnated as this slime. But I can see where it's going, because immediately in the first episode, they establish that he has the power to absorb anything and then gain the knowledge of that thing and then copy himself into it. Does he still have his old memories? Yeah, well, yeah, he kind of wakes up and he's kind of confused and stuff, but he remembers being stabbed and and that. Yeah, that's like the confusing thing about and he meets a dragon immediately. If 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 you if you're like an an Asian person who believes in reincarnation, do you you don't get to keep your memories when you're reincarnated, do you? Uh, I've got no idea. No, you don't. You're talking about real life here, right? Like what happens when you die. So right. so if, if we're all if, gonna be reincarnated one day, guys. But but we'll have like animal instincts and and not our our memories of, of civilization and art and how to build machines. Some some of us will be trees. Some of us will be yeah. slimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of us will be toilet water. <laughs> some of us will be thrown in the trash. <laughs> wow, depressing episode today. Some of us will slowly return to the elements of the earth with which they came from before the inevitable uh, sun engulfs planet earth in like six billion years in uh, which case I guess we'll all be uh, the sun at that point we'll be reincarnated as the sun here on the dad and sons podcast where do I even go from here you were talking about goblins raping people uh, yeah, and I talked about slime reincarnation. Okay, I'm a little curious about the goblins raping people. I'm morbidly <laughs> of curious. Of course you are. Uh, of how, course. Okay. How... So am I, because uh, my, <laughs> my my cousins my my cousins just left. So now I can talk about hentai. So what 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 raping what what is it's going not, on? Yeah, like, what is I talking okay, about? Okay, okay. And you're okay. talking about fine, fine. <laughs> I'll fucking get into it then, because the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is way better, is about a skeleton who's gay who works in a bookshop, which is way better. But that's not Goblin Hunter. Right? So, 
it's an isekai anime. It doesn't establish in the first episode whether or not it's like in a game or it's it's like medieval era fantasy. So what happens in the first episode is incredibly brutal. So you assume that it's not in a game because the characters seem to be having a pretty horribly nasty time. And obviously if they were game characters, people wouldn't care. But it doesn't portray it like that. It portrays it very much as these are real people getting fucked up. Um, so what happens is you have like this this white mage who um Wait, she's you're not gonna, gonna go through the experience are are, are we No are no we no, I'm that? I'm setting I'm setting the tone for what you'll understand because oh, okay. you've played games before. You have this really early low level white mage who joins up with this really cocky group Why has it gotta be a white mage? Of like a warrior and like a red mage and like a monk. Why has it gotta be a red mage? Right? And they're all super low level. And they say to the quest giver, or something... Keep going. Keep going, George. That they're gonna go and slay some goblins. And the quest giver is like, well, fucking good luck. You're all, like, platinum level losers. For some reason, platinum's the lowest level and silver's the highest. Which doesn't make any sense. But, they go to the goblin cave, and they realized... Like goblins, although goblins are really small and kind of weak, they have big penises. They'll fuck you up. Oh, okay. They'll fuck you up. So then they get into a fight with the goblins. Well, Matt, what have you got on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, hey, listen, listen. I, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out how you're calling this anime. And there, there's a rape scene. This, this is weird. Okay. I'm, I'm telling ahead. you, there's a rape scene. But, 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 I you, mean, you, but you also said this is a virtual reality game. No, that's weird. Yeah, so so it's like it's, a, a so rape what, scene like in a video this game. Feedback or no, they're jacked no, into the game, no, so they I don't, feel no. this happening. It's 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 iseki anime, so it's like set in a game. Like that's the genre, like Sword Art Online. Yeah, but they have a real real world too. It's a no, they don't. But game. the thing is, they don't show that in in the first episode. So it, it sets it up like it's not a game. And I, I'm still unsure whether it actually takes place in a game or not. It's just along the same vein as... Um, Sword Art Online. I think it's like a dark fantasy, so... Oh, I, I guess <sighs> it's not a light fantasy. Ha 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 I mean, obviously... Right, and there's like Why's a white, gotta... there's like a white mage who pisses herself because she's so scared. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. They, wow. Eventually, so, so anime is just gonna is... be a reference. I'm, I'm literally to everything. trying to like pause the anime so I can send you a screenshot of like wow. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, I am. I good. think I'm, I'm at the torture. No, make a gift, Liam. Why you're at it? Just make a gift. Why not? No, I, my, I, my, you know my laptop can't handle three <laughs> programs at once. <laughs> What are you talking about? Everything just breaks. <laughs> we can't even use Discord because it breaks my CPU. <laughs> I'm literally sending you a screenshot, okay? Just just hold it. Are you going to post porn in the Discord again? I mean, it wouldn't I be the first so. time. I think so. It would, I am, put that oh on my gen- God. the general chat. Don't put that in the host store. <laughs> I'm gonna put this in the je- guest post it on shit Twitter. Post. <laughs> <laughs> Send it in the mail to your mother. <laughs> so for uh, anyone, anyone who who has watched Goblin Slayer, they they will they will know what I'm talking about, and now you guys will pretty much understand from this picture now. 
Alright. Check that baby out. Oh, oh, so I guess it's uh, not hentai because she no, has it's, clothes it, no, on. No, it's, no, it's not hentai. Like, when they rip the clothes off, you don't see anything, but you know full well they are raping the woman. So oh. what's the, uh, the, the the age demographic you think they're targeting with uh, uh, like, Goblin Slayer? I guess, like, Senin. Which is, is this on after school? Like, kids are coming uh, no, home no, and no. watching this is like, goblins have fun? No, Senin is, like, 20-plus male. Like, what, what, the JoJo okay. the JoJo audience, the Berserk audience. Uh, okay, okay, so... Where does this come on on TV? How how does anime work for mature? Anime? I don't know when it comes on, but I would imagine in Japan it would be like the eleven o'clock at night showings on like a special channel. No, it'll be like Tokyo MX or something like that, which is you know pretty standard. Really? Yeah. And that's right. They yeah. censor everything anyway, so it doesn't really matter if something yeah. was shown. It's just implied rape of a goblin. No, oh my by God. a goblin. Oof, okay. I think we've we've talked enough <laughs> about this. <laughs> this is so it's, it's switching gears weird. very quickly before we move. Very quickly, too. I, I really want to hear about the Gai, skeleton who is gay. Gaikotsu <laughs> Shoten in Honda-san. Huh? Which is huh? a comedy manga that's only 10 minutes Every episode is only 10 minutes long. And it's about a skeleton named Honda-san who works in a book-off. He basically works in a book-off where Waiting he... to give someone a bone. No, right? no, no, no. He just answers manga questions from Gaijin. So, so dumb foreigners who don't understand the, the complexity. Yeah, yeah, dumb foreigners. It's incredibly racist. It's incredibly racist because they put on, like, funny accents for all of the characters. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you're saying so you're saying the black people sound really messed up. Like, hello there, skeleton son. I would like to buy this hentai. Like in the first episode it has like an old guy who wants to find hen- tentacle hentai for his younger daughter. Why? Younger? Younger? And like Honda San Honda San freaks Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would yeah. you give that to a daughter? I, I don't, because it's implied that the old guy, because he's a foreigner, has no idea what it is. Like he just he just gives the name to oh, so he doesn't know. Is there okay. a black guy? He kind of no. I think he also shows him a picture. But is there a black guy? No, there's a skeleton. No, no. Is there a black guy that comes in? A black foreigner that comes in? Oh no, there's a, <clears throat> there's a black woman. Does she have big lips? Do they draw big lips on her? No, but she. But she wants BL. She wants she, boys love. Does she look like the, the black guy from uh from, from Dragon Ball Z? Mr. Mr. Popo? Uh, Mr. Popo. I, I Mr. Po- <laughs> uh we've progressed a little. From a now. little. <laughs> <laughs> a little. How could you progress a, a little, little from the from Mr. Popo? How? How? <laughs> there is no little. You either progress a lot or you don't progress at all. I mean, on a scale of like, <laughs> fine. I'm going. I'm going to once again find the black woman <laughs> in the show, yeah. and I'll screw the giant. I, I think like the most famous scene. Matt, you could be the judge. Outside of Mr. Popo, of like anime blackface, is that guy in Black Heaven 
who gets like really offended at the Japanese guy accidentally giving him the middle finger. <laughs> Remember that clip? Yeah, it's a lot of that basically as a show. It, oh no, no, she's she's pretty standard. She's pretty good. Oh, I, I'm, oh, I'm, hey now. I'm firing over another. Oh my God, screenshot. we have we you have the Ludus Discord now. I. No, what's wrong? Oh, George, have you got something against normal black women? <laughs> well, I mean, yes. I'm assuming that, yes. that once you post the picture, it's going to be underneath <laughs> this, like, uh, 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 censored for TV goblin anime rape thing. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm not the one who makes so the many anime. letters. I just no, you just, angry, just watch any them. Any angry tweets, please tweet to Liam. At Liam, you no. just you just watch them by your own uh, admission to no. uh, fulfill. I mean, last week people were complaining that we made them yawn and nearly crash their car, and also we made them laugh so loud that they nearly choked. I mean, it's not awful. <laughs> oh, this Dad is, and Sons podcast, the most dangerous podcast this side of the Chattahoochee. See, Matt. She, 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 she see, right. I told you. She's yeah, all right. Yeah. She's not quite she right. black anime because if you ever watch like Afro Samurai and. Black Dynamite, yeah. like that. Yeah. That's just really good. Black that um, black anime. Oh, and Boondocks. Black Dynamite. Oh that's real good. Black Dynamite. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. That looks like a black lady. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I uh, also like how. I mean, it's you can tell it's obvious that the Japanese artist just googled Beyonce. Yeah. Like, okay. You know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> Hang on. I'm gonna that's Google exactly Beyonce. how Beyonce looks like. Wow. Yeah, Beyonce comes in to buy a tentacle hentai. <laughs> I'd like to buy this for my younger daughter. No, she she wants boys love. Oh, Beyonce, the Beyonce is into a bit of boys is, love. Is that for yeah. her daughter? No, that's for her. Uh, uh, All the gaijins in the show are massive perverts. That's not how it works. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Have you met? The USA? Have you met them? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate. <laughs> Gaijins who visit Japan are popular for being massive perverts. In the dichotomy of world cultures, Japan is famous for being massive perverts, and Americans are famous for being massive George, prudes. George, I Europeans have footage. are somewhere in between. I have footage of you walking into a VR sex shop. Which, okay? is, which is why I wanted to clarify yeah. that the Gaijins who go to Japan... <laughs> I remember very much... I remember very much going to the top floor of a big camera with George looking at some very explicit PC games but that he seemed to be more than interested. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's a totally different he was world. Remembering it's a, the it's names. a different set of norms. It's a, it's a different culture. Mm-hmm. One that you fully embraced while you were here. I didn't fully embrace it. I was, like, laughing and, and weirded out and nervous and thought it was funny. Making I was doing the notes. regular Bakugaijin Taurus thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess normal tourists to Japan do do that. Yeah, isn't it like a rite of passage to, to giggle at all the, the dildo shops? Or <laughs> I feel like that's what I did for most isn't of my trip. Isn't it a rite trip. of passage to go... I don't, isn't it a rite of passage to just go look at cartoon uh, porn? Uh, you weren't there when I was... I was uh, with my friend James. We went out to eat dinner with a mutual friend, and I went ran into a Don Key to uh, pick up a... a some supplies, uh, and uh, in the hygiene aisle, they sold the the Tenga cup holes. They're just like next to the shaving blades. The <gasps> men's health section had sex toys 
You could like throw a flashlight into your grocery cart of 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 toothpaste and um, um, potting soil and check it out at the counter, and no one would probably bat an eye. No one bats an eye about what you buy here. And and as Baka Gaijin tourists, we think that's hilarious. Yeah. Because well, uh, well, the, yeah. the, the Constantine uh, had a had a vision of a cross in the sky and decided to rally his his small army for a short period hundreds of years ago. And because of that, us Americans are super duper prude when it comes to nudity and sex and stuff. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wow! Let's let's segue from that. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, I don't know. I could because. Um, I, I, I've been playing more AC Odyssey, and it's got me going down the, the history hole on Wikipedia, which is always the best part of those games. Um, so AC Odyssey has a massive tutorial segment that is like... It's a giant... You're still playing Tutorial that? island. Yeah, yeah, I haven't given it up just yet. I don't know if I'll finish it, but it got fun. It, it is getting better the closer I get to that 15-hour mark. <laughs> Wow. Um, thing is, though, it took me three sittings. Yeah. Quick update. I gave up on Valkyria Chronicles. Of course ah. you did. Well, well yeah. it, it felt like it took too long, and I'm feeling... No, I tried to play one mission, and I, as I said, the difficulty curve spiked so hard during the fourth chapter. Like, if I probably, like, try to replay it again, I might do it, but I just can't bother. So how's anyway. Ask Creed? So, so difficulty spikes hard in the fourth chapter of, of VC4. Ask Creed begins... I want to say it would take reasonable players three hours at minimum. I think I was between five and six by the time I got off of the uh, tutorial island. Um, oh well, actually, maybe maybe four and a half if I <gasps> do the math because island. I did um, three ninety-minute segments, and the tutorial island is actually really huge, and there's like some substantial uh, places to explore and, and missions to do there that feel it's a lot it's a hell of a lot bigger than the tutorial island in breath of the wild it's a not as big as the tutorial I mean, that's section yeah the tutorial plateau excuse me <laughs> um in, in the witcher 3 but it's it was a tutorial island that was so big i did not expect it to be a tutorial island by the time i was sailing away from it on my third sitting of the game there are about 90 mm -hmm. minute sittings each time and on the third one which means day three because i was doing one sitting a day I finally see the title card of the game. <laughs> like three days into it, when when I like have finally figured out the the option sensitivity and brightness that I want, and and finally like understand all the all all the intricacies of systems that it's only just beginning to introduce. It finally says Ubisoft presents Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And there's finally a hook now. When you are sailing on the boat off that tutorial island, you finally have a hook that makes you care about seeing this character's adventure play out. It's, it's, it's an interesting story twist that... God almighty, they took their sweet-ass time building up to. But anyways, yeah, it's still really, really cool seeing um, ancient Greek cities rendered with, with Assassin's Creed um, um, production values. Everything looks shiny and new. Uh, there's, there's like a lot of diligent, uh, uh, seemingly realistic historical research that's gone into it next to some seemingly silly video game stuff. That's like a nice, uh, uh, balance between the two. Um, and it's also really, 
I mean, it's always just a magical experience going to these cities and exploring them. I parked my character down in Athens and then opened up a tab of Google Street View of Athens and did the comparisons. And there are like tourist photographs of the Parthenon and weird little gates leading up to the Parthenon nowadays where the buildings are not but... but well, the Parthenon still kind of sort of stands without a roof. There's nothing inside. But in the game, it's, like, shiny and new. There's statues inside and, like, piles of gold and riches. And it got me down a history hole on Wikipedia. And I've been, I've been reading a lot about um, the, 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 the Roman Empire and, and European politics make a little more sense now. Because, like, I don't know. Liam, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but... <laughs> can I? Yes. <laughs> A lot of, of mainland European politics is procedures handed down from the Roman Empire that still kind of is living as a political entity in the form of the Vatican. That is more or less the same office that the same pope from hundreds of years ago, when, when Constantine converted it over to Christianity, that uh, is like still operating out of the same place to this day, while Central European politics branched off of a lot of efforts from, from Germany to take over Rome, which finally happened in, in 400, and uh, the, the, the thought of them like being Gaelic barbarians kind of seems invalid when, when reading up on like the actual amount of, of, of funding and tactics and, and political weight there was thrown around to make that happen. And I mean, I don't know. Am I am I that far off from saying that? I don't know why I've never gone down the Rome hole before. But am I that far off for saying that like a lot of modern day European politics is directly descended from the same politics that the Roman Empire was conducting its business with? Wait, let me just check my history degree. <laughs> Pull it out of of the shoebox right. in the closet. That's I mean, right. As, I don't I, have I assume one. you guys go through a lot more European history in, in European school than, than we Americans uh, do. Yeah, but you can imagine... No, you can imagine exactly what history we learn about in school in Europe. In, in fact, it's one war and then a second one. The, the, two, the two world wars? Yes, and that's pretty much where and lies the end of it. Or sometimes you learn, if you're in the UK, you learn about 1066, the Battle of Hastings. Um, but there is very little to learn. There is very little learning to do uh, with the Romans and stuff. Even though so much of the UK is about Roman roads, Roman uh, ruins. Yeah, yeah. A lot of UK tourism is based around that. So I'm surprised we don't learn more actually. So I'm gonna just assume you're right. <laughs> I mean, this is just go, one day of reading Wikipedia after a day of playing an like, old-ass Assassin's Creed game like, from from a different civilization than the one I was even reading up on. It's it's, it's Greek, not Rome. It but. sounds like you had more fun spending the day reading Wikipedia than you had playing but the video game. But don't get me wrong, the game is getting a lot more fun. I've heard this said before, but around the time Black Flag came out, that, uh, <laughs> that, that sailing in Assassin's Creed is now more fun than, than running around climbing stuff. <gasps> they might be right? <laughs> it's like, I think the most fast-paced, responsive, um, satisfying on a controller game feel level 
naval combat, I, I think I have yet to play. Not a lot of games get naval combat right. The, I mean, they've had three games yeah, to get Yeah, they've right, had three though. games to practice. You can kind of tell. It's really weird that it feels better driving the boat than walking the human being around on ground. <laughs> There's um, a, a... Having having your boats move fast makes um, a lot of the, the like tactical movements that naval combat is supposed to be about make a lot more sense. And like I remember playing Empire Total War where the naval combat was just two boats firing cannons at each other in in spot forever because it would take so long to unfurl the sails and go and in ac odyssey so far I, I don't have a sailboat i got a rowboat but they they have such massive liberties with how fast this thing can go that it actually matters if you uh it, it actually matters when you decide to start moving in the middle of of like a volley um, there is there is time to react and and rotate your boat and move your boat and in most naval combat games the boats are so gosh darn slow which I guess is realistic that the uh, the, the thrills aren't conveyed very well. I mean, <laughs> the game's uh, it's hard because the game is about assassinating people. Not anymore. It's it's like really past, not the anymore. The past two entries to the game <laughs> seem to be. Not really about yeah, it anymore. Yeah, the the character. I mean, I guess that's not a bad. The thing. character you play as has, as far as I can tell at this point in the story, nothing to do with the order of the assassins, which, I guess, according to the in-game lore and real-life lore, is not due for like another one thousand years. Uh, this is this is negative four hundred BC. We're we're at this point we're playing through stuff that was ancient history during the first Assassin's Creed game. Which is another Wait, thing that I love about no, this stuff. There's no Desmond? What happened to Desmond? There's no, there's they're no. just audio diaries now that you occasionally hear every once <laughs> once per like six hour wow. session. I don't understand what happened to this game. What happened? <laughs> what happened? They're using it as a narrative device for, for action adventure history set pieces. You, you play as a character who's a mercenary and your mercenary contract, the game main quest is an assassination mission. You assassinate, you're, you're out to assassinate one person. On the way, you're a mercenary who, who takes jobs with the two factions in the war, but you're not an assassin by career. Your, your, your control scheme is not engineered around the concept of assassinating people. You uh, are not part of, of the, the order of the assassins, which they, they really hammered home, at least in the first couple games. See, this is, this is why I don't play these games anymore. It's still good fun walking around the cities and learning the history. <laughs> it just took way too damn long for me to finally get to that point. Getting to Athens, Greece in a game about ancient Greece was a three-day long process. And my god, I wish it happened on day one! Because that's the good stuff. Seeing, seeing, running so around a video game... you're enjoying the game, you're enjoying the history. No, I'm enjoying... I think that's part of it. That's part of the game. I'm sitting there playing a game being like, oh, this is cool. I, I feel like I'm having some kind of meaningful human experience engaging in digital time travel. Mm. There's something there. And, and maybe some forms of interactive entertainment in the future will go places with this concept that has always fascinated me a lot more than, than yeah, the gameplay part of it. But I think there is a uh, substantial, meaningful... And and 
validly enjoyable experience of just exploring the 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 historical recreation like 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 Gettysburg people play reenactment games IRL of 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 real wars that that still have like gameplay mechanics to them at some point but are primarily marketed as as like an educational historical hobby anyways um yeah yeah no AC Odyssey is getting better uh I'm I got it like free on this Google stream thing so I'm going to get what I what value I can out of it until I'm so utterly bored that I do deliberately give it up that hasn't happened quite yet <laughs> but just like everything you consume yeah yeah what um, have you um, finished lately other than movies he watches movies oh yeah he watches bad yeah, movies he watches I watched trash. battlefield he loves Earth. garbage mm. i Wait, what did you the say? Trash Man. I, I watched Battlefield Earth. Also, I like I finished oh Monster God. Hunter and and Pillars wait, 2. Wait, 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 wait. You finished Monster Hunter? Yeah, the main quest. You the the end game stuff. Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's the oh, like, I guess you never really finish Monster Hunter, but you know what I mean. And you also know you're cheating with that answer. Yeah, yeah, I finished Monster Hunter too. Yeah, just no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> I got to the end game stuff. It's called the end game because it's the end of the game. It doesn't even the feel like you finished Monster Hunter when you finished that main quest. It doesn't even feel like it. It's feeling like it's just, just anticlimactic. It's just like, oh, yeah, now you unlock the real game. Now the yeah, monsters are actually hard. Zadornov forever <clears throat> now now the tutorial yeah, is anyway exactly. i don't know i i i i saw a bad movie i saw a good movie i played a game that i'm trying to have fun with fuck me right matt what did you do huh i i went to jacksonville and did a bunch of horror stuff what'd you do um i watched halloween did you have the, the old school halloween went through the conjuring series Annabelle Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2, which are actually pretty good. Uh, and I went to do uh, something called Warehouse 31, where they have a kind of um, maze filled with oh, actors like and everything a, like that. escape room sort yeah, of thing? I did an escape room as well, but this one is different. This one is... Um, it's like I guess Halloween Horror Nights. I, I've never been to Halloween Horror, Horror Nights, but there's actors within the maze, and you go mm -hmm. through and like for like when you first walk in, um, they go like a, a group at a time. First walk in, you see like uh, you have like a zombie section, right? Because there's different like parts of the maze: uh, zombies, witches, clowns. All of them have like different looks to them, and they flash the lights. So it looks like when they're moving, it looks like a, a horror movie where they're kind of glitching. Uh, so it actually adds to the scare factor. Your eyes kind of perceive it, like sees it like very like uh, glitchy when they're like coming after you. Um, and like, so you, you walk in and they will like, uh, the actors will be like eating blood and guts and stuff Whoa. like that. And you have to walk by them in order to get through and they go, ah! They're like screaming out of every, like it's nuts. Like there's like there was this part where there was this Resident Evil big this big dude with a, a big sandbag face on. I mean the guy was huge, man. Um, 
Got to be like seven feet tall. I don't know, man. I don't know where they found this guy, man. Found him in the. Found this guy in <laughs> the NBA region. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking far, man. Uh, he's just following you in the back the whole time. Just following. Oh, I love. I love that. And he was. And I didn't even see him until like the last moment. Where I turn around and all I can see is his beady eyes through this little little sandbag mask. And he's like, I want to touch your beard. I want to touch your beard. And I'm like, what? It, what? I have a beard now, guys. It, I mean, it could, it, could, it could be worse. And I was like, oh, hell no. It could be just, worse. I was in the back, so that sucked. I was like, no. He could be like, he could be like I want to touch your beard on your severed head. <laughs> uh. That would be worse. Oh, man, man, I love stuff like that. Like, did you ever do uh, Netherworld in Atlanta? No. Netherworld. Uh, it's it's like a, a real high-quality haunted house attraction, and, and they get a lot of the people who are working on movies and props around here and makeup to uh, come over and, and, and help out with some gigs. And you can tell that those actors, they're just having the time of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. tell. Like, it's, it's, they're having fun. Like super fun. It's, it's a really good experience. I gotta say. Um, I, I mean, I, I wasn't really scared, really. So I was the the guy mostly but in the front. It's still fun. Yeah. But it's fun. It's because mm-hmm. the makeup is so good. Like you look in the face of some of these guys who are running up to you, um, like the clown mask, and you're like, wow, holy hell, like that. That's really good detail. You know it. it it's kind of respected after a while. It, it also weirdly scratches my my like 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 gamer itch mm-hmm. in a weird way because it's like kind of a linear experience with with set piece uh, events, <laughs> uh, uh, scripted events, if you will, from 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 non-player characters who follow a script in front of you, but having that human-to-human interaction, the, the like uh, stage play, the, the theatrical experience to it, adds something that. You're you're not it, it haunted houses. I'm not alone in this. There's a lot of uh, errant signal um, um, diatribes he goes on about how haunted houses and amusement parks uh, borrow a lot of of like techniques and, and level design from video games in terms of like how to build a set that that directs the audience's eye towards certain places. See, if you've never been to a like high quality haunted house. Kids, sons, daughters, fathers, please, please do. Please do. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know, the fair here. We're talking about something really, really ridiculous. Uh, You know, guys dressed up in full outfits having, um, I guess, jumping from the top of rooftops to jump down... (laughs) onto a desk right behind you and scare you like this is not insurance yeah yeah like these guys are doing some crazy stuff to get you they're not they're not sticking their head out you know i want to play i want to suck your blood ow my ankle (laughs) i remember seeing this girl laid out with no arms and no legs and i couldn't find the spot where she was connected to the body I was like, wow, that looks really good. <laughs> and she, like, smiled just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was like, oh, God, it hurts. It's the horrible pain. By the way, thanks. I worked real hard on this costume. But yeah. that also reminds me of the this escape room. I did this, like, casino 
um, 007 uh, escape room. And when I walked in and talked to the guys, it it felt like a nerdy place. I didn't know escape rooms were nerdy like that. It, that's, <laughs> that's like the same feeling that we got from like having like a game sense to it. Um, like the guy, the game master that we had was a DM. I was like, oh, I was like, man, this sounds like Dungeons and Dragons. He's like, yeah, well, yeah, this this guy's a DM, and you know, so you know, feel free to play on him and everything like that. And, and the way the escape room is set up is, um, you know, you could, it, it's it's kind of like a, a huge puzzle, kind of like the games that you, you know, you play on your phone, and you can ask for clues uh, if you can't get through something, and it really feels like just a big puzzle in a game. It really does. Um, you know, you have like, a, depending on the escape room you get, you get like TVs and stuff like that, very interactive stuff. And I don't know, it, it, it's fun. It was fun. It was, it was really good four days for me to, to kind of relax. And uh, I still haven't done the escape rooms. They're good. They're good, man. And I, I bet I would have a blast. I would say I did um, casino and it was a lot of math. <laughs> if you don't like numbers... <laughs> Don't do the casino. Wait, so they do they like make you uh uh, uh actually like weigh the odds and and, yes. and stake your claims? Well, like you kind of it's it's oh, not that's all cool. numbers, but sometimes you have to count bets and stuff like that, and you have to learn so how the, the games escape work. Escape room? Did, did, did the James Bond casino themed escape room have uh, gambling mini games? Yeah. Well, no, you didn't actually gamble. You were trying to figure out, like, for instance, one of the puzzles where you had to try to figure out whose, whose chips were 007s, you know? Oh. And they'll give you little clues. Oh, I've never played two hands next to the Frenchman or blah, 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 blah. And you just had to figure it out through there. Um, and, like, there would be little lock boxes around the room, too, and little keys stuck to little corners of the room, the secrets uh it's it's nuts man it, there was a nuts. zelda one in new york i i, if, I would uh, love to do that one yeah if, if only they that. they you know sent me tickets <laughs> i'd uh I'd, I'd love to do that wouldn't love to you know pay a 300 dollars plane ticket and a like 150 dollars crappy hotel for for that area but anyways yeah thousand dollars just to experience escape room sounds good um. All right, you guys got anything else you want to shout about? Oh God, uh, I might. Uh, ha- Halloween was was funny to 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 watch, but it wasn't scary. It's not scary. Wait, is that the new? I don't one? think Halloween is scary. <clears throat> Maybe I think I've become desensitized to scary movies. I gotta admit, though, uh, <laughs> the you watch them in VR. did get me. Dude, I'm. S- did get me a few times. The old man scenes were. It's just too freaky. It was super funny. If you ever watched it, the 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 new one, not the old one, super funny. Really good to look at, but it's just ridiculous. A lot of the scary movies nowadays, I feel like, are just ridiculous. I don't know. I saw Hereditary a while ago, and How was I that? was bored out of my mind. Uh, it seemed like a uh. Like, like like slow moving atmospheric uh, uh, movie you you're supposed to watch for the cinematography like they were kind of trying to do a David Lynch thing, but but the I don't know technical execution wasn't there for some reason I I was not into it. 
Halloween did the whole thing where every time something were to, were to happen, you're <laughs> every single time. You'll All just right, be sad. I know my joke then, because I want to watch that this year, this Halloween season with uh, with with the GF. But I'm wondering if she might get too scared or not. Knowing that it's not scary though is is probably gonna gonna help help out my my cause here yeah. when I pitch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So so it's good though. It's good. It's yeah, I good liked time. watching it. I liked watching it. Be- it Hell yeah. I mean, because it's like a piece of history. <laughs> I don't know. I never got to watch See? it. See, yeah. Now all of a sudden, a lot more references might make more sense. I don't know. If you read about ancient Rome on Wikipedia for a day, Europe might make more sense. I don't oh know. History is real important, kids. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, stay in school, guys. Don't don't smoke weed. Smoke weed every day. And with that conflicting, double uh, dissonant advice, um, we have to leave while also staying. (laughs) We are going to leave for a break, but we're going to stay on the podcast, and you, our beloved listener, should as well. (laughs) Are you a CEO, CFO, or other executive facing these or similar charges? Why should you go to jail for a crime someone else noticed? You don't need double talk. You need blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. No hablo espanol. Hello and welcome back to the Dad and Sons podcast, where we do all our intros at least (laughs) twice. Because this is the second attempt at an intro that needed to be done a second time for the second time. During this podcast, which unfortunately does not have a two in the episode, this is going to be 44. Anyways, um, hey guys, have you uh, uh, turned on a PlayStation 4 entertainment device over the past few days? I have not. I do, George, but guess what? I don't have any friends, so I don't look at the messages. (laughs) I also use mine a lot, and I have a lot of friends on my list, but I quickly set it to private as soon as that happened years ago and thus have not had to deal with this problem that normal people apparently have had to deal with wait i need to reiterate that people with friends have had to deal with um wait let me reiterate that i mean that's their fault for having friends people who have playstation network video game friends Okay, there we go. I think I've now narrowed down the demographic enough to a representative sample of a realistic portion of population. Everyone who plays Fortnite. People who play Fortnite on the PS4 were receiving messages this past week uh, <laughs> that they have, they have been claiming are straight up breaking their consoles. Apparently there's a string of text that uh, if it goes into the, the, the PlayStation's friend system and then has to be read on the other end will uh, put your console into a never-ending loop of crashes. During the initial first few days, the fear was that it was going to um, straight-up brick consoles. As people later found out, apparently you're able to fix it by deleting the message in particular on the PS Mobile app, going into safe mode, using option number five, and then your console should be back to normal. Uh, they're going to be releasing a firmware update that are going to be patching this message soon in the future. Right now, the official UK <laughs> PS support Twitter account recommends that method I just described. But this is... This is ridiculous! This is like wow. something from a 90s hacker movie. Yeah. Oh no! I, I looked at the message and now they have control of my computer. They're <laughs> jerking into the mainframe. Wow. Uh, Chrome had a similar exploit. 
apparently there's a URL that crashes Chrome if you plug it in. How does this happen? I would really like to know. People are mean. Yeah, yeah. I assume people are mean. People find out what security vulnerabilities exist. But what I want to know is why the hell does a security vulnerability exist when in like like the text input form of of your message boxes? Why the hell does it always happen to Sony as well? The bigger you are, the more people want to take you down. Yeah. That's why Macs don't have viruses. Well, I don't know. It's, it only seems to be them having like massive security flaws. Remember the PSN fucking oh, outbreak? Yeah. The, the but wait, did you just say ago? Mac or something else? Yeah, I said massive. massive. Oh, because I'm like, yeah, no, Apple has... They, they were the fappening. That, they have huge security vulnerabilities that got exploited. Anyways. I, I said that's what people think Macs don't have viruses. I mean, just don't trust technology. And um, Windows Zero, because I mean, the majority of people use Windows. <gasps> Suck it. Yeah, so the majority of... Vulnerabilities are probably going to be found out on the Windows platform versus the others. Hacking Zoom, hacking Zoom would be a waste of time for the two people who would be. I guess I'm just going to play video games on my Microsoft Zoom now. <laughs> Does it have like uh, like an Arkanoid clone you or something? Sure There's at least Arkanoid and Tetris. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Back in the day when I was in high school, Snake. people were playing Doom clones on their iPods. Like, like just with the wheel, the scroll wheel was their only input method, and 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 uh, some. I, I guess you could call to them be fair, hackers. That scroll wheel was pretty bitching for like Arkanoid clones. Yeah, it would be great for Pong too as well. What? Is it weird that that was such a outstanding and familiar control scheme for so many years, and now? It's non-existent. It's uh, gone the way of the Greek pantheon. It was such a I miss popular. My nano. And I miss watching thing. episodes on my little yeah. nano on the bus. Did you have to squint? I, I miss Adventure carrying Bros. my PSP around with fifty-eight megabytes and putting two albums on it and changing those two albums <laughs> every day. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I miss video uh, rental stores. I remember having the decision Redbox. to make with said PSP whether I wanted to either have two albums or one episode of The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bang Theory? You watched The Big Bang Theory? Well, it's on this last season now. Get I watched ready. it like... I didn't know you were a fan. I got, I got, no, this was... No, don't... <laughs> Don't do this. Don't pick on Liam even more. Don't. Don't. I'm not. I'm not. According to Matt, everyone hates <laughs> no. me already. So it doesn't matter. Wait. Wait. <laughs> you said that. Don't you wait. <laughs> let's just let's just rewind a little. So, Yakuza, so, another series that I have never played. Yakuza 6, for the first time in... Matt, you... Matt, Matt. Matt, you would fucking oh, yeah. love the Yakuza series. But I, I would have to buy back my PS4. <laughs> I'm such a... Well, there were some PS2 true. games. I mean, if you got a PS2... I, I and, you know, we were talking about emulators earlier. And, Not with uh, me. Not since oh, I moved. I'll have you know that games. I legally own a copy of Yakuza 1 that I could mail to you just to get rid of the guilt of downloading an ISO for Yakuza 1 <laughs> and load it Don't up on your emulator. Don't play the PS2 games. Don't play the PS2 games. Um, Even Yakuza, starting with Yakuza 3 is a bad idea, which Yakuza Kiwami coming to PC now? I don't know, but... Yeah, uh, wait, yeah no, it's Yakuza, there. It, I, it got announced, I think, fairly yeah. recently. 
Most of the Yakuza games are on PC now. So Six now there's PC, no... I, I, I don't know if 3 made it, 3 or 4, but I think 5, 6, three is, Yakuza 3 Kiwami. is having a HD remake, so... Oh, really? Because 3 still looks great. I mean re-release, probably. Ah, it's out okay. in Japan already. 3 is amazing. 3 is what got me into the series and was for a very long time one of my favorite games. Let's see if it's on Steam. Wait, I wait, okay. It. Yeah, no, Yakuza 3, 4, 5, and 6... Which is a lot. But at least you have zero, one, and... Zero. Oh man, play um, zero. Holy shit. Yeah, what a yeah, good Yeah, you game. just have zero and one on PC. But chances are, if you have a modern platform, you Wait, now have a chunk of Yakuza, Yakuza zero games. on PC? Yeah, yeah. Matt, you gotta play that. A little while ago. Zero? Matt, you gotta play that. Yakuza, okay. Yakuza. Yakuza zero. I shall save it here. All right. So, the real news here, we're just talking about how we want to get into Yakuza games more. Because they are great, and I think, I mean, me and Liam have, like, played hours of them. I've played every game in the series, man. That shit is good. Damn. Oh, oh, oh. I still need to go all the way through one of them, but I've, like, dabbled in, I think, everyone except Zero and six, Kiwami at this I'm point. almost there. Either way, though, they're all really freaking good. And, um, as you can hear... From our discussion just then, they're popping up all over in in the West on on Steam and and other platforms, and now a uh, investor report from Sega has confirmed that they're actually selling as much in the West as they do in Japan nowadays. Uh, I want to. I want to just. Oh. I just want to. It was it was a long get... and hard struggle. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's actually amazing that. It got to that point. Yeah. It's I, a popular... It's not just like a niche series in Japan. It's a popular series. Oh, it was everywhere. They use the characters from the game in advertisements quite frequently here in Japan for stuff like Pachinko and obviously rather illicit stuff that you can imagine is kind of seedy because it's, you know, it fits wait. perfectly with the series. Wait, like what? Like what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> I want to know. You know, pachinko, <laughs> yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Go on. Stuff oh, like what that. What else? What else? Sometimes porn. Wow. I knew it. I knew there would be some weird Well, it's more, stuff like, it's more like gravure. It's not like actual porn. It's like gravure type. I mean, what is that? That's what does that mean? Like, Describe that in it's detail. Japanese it's porn models. with clothes on. Yeah, the, the camera just kind of the covers over bodies that have clothes yeah. on them, and 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 you're supposed to and just TGS, lose Tokyo yourself. Game show, at Tokyo Game Show every year for like the past four years, the Yakuza like team, whatever game they're working on, whether it's like Yakuza or it was the uh, Hakuto no Ken Fist of the Nostar game, or like this year was Judge Eyes. Like they always have like the biggest stage and the oh, biggest yeah. booth. Judge Eyes, they're doing a new IP that pretty much just looks like Yakuza. <laughs> It's like a detective yakuza like game featuring one of oh, Japan's oh, most famous actors. That one? That'll be that's fun. How, that's how Donnie so It sells a lot of couple uh, couples, <laughs> a lot of copies in Japan. For it to sell in the West, considering like it is not a straight up like game about being a yakuza. It's like the quirkiest, most off-brand, weird-ass shit at times. It's uh, it's glorious. So good. So I'll put down so, Poe just to play some Yakuza. Yakuza. The, the official quote is uh, 
In Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, although the main character is played by the legendary Yakuza and set in Tokyo and Hiroshima, it has sold as many copies overseas as it has in Japan. Which... Speaks to a lot of the misconceptions Sega was making about how popular this stuff would be abroad. I think the Yakuza qual Yakuza is selling because of quality and also because the, the fun Japanese quirks look fun to us as foreigners, but more because of the quality. It's selling because of quality, but it's definitely also because of like word of yeah. mouth. Like there and was something there was something that happened because this did not happen like immediately. I wanted I did I, I do want to say I've played the series since the third game, since the third game came out, because I downloaded the demo randomly on the PSN back when I was in university, enjoyed the shit out of the demo, so I bought the game based on the demo. I'd never played the first or second one, and then that springboarded me into loving this series. And then even with 4 and 5, the series still wasn't that popular. And then as soon as Zero came out, and then Kiwami won, and then Six, like, it just blew up. Like, Yakuza Zero, like, changed everything. From five to zero. I think the Steam release has a lot to do with that. Changed everything. And also, Zero is one of the best games in the series, so... It changed a lot between that, that period. Like, I think between five... Because even five had, like... Five had four protagonists. It went on for, like, 80 hours. It was full of weird stuff but then zero was kind of a bit more streamlined was a lot more character focused and then that just all of a sudden everyone was talking about yakuza it was awesome it's really cool to see i remember in 2013 i was complaining on twitter about how shit like akiba's strip gets yeah basically like all the really exploitive uh, uh titty games that xseed publishes would would just get immediately localized translated released on steam and and meanwhile yakuza's were not coming over at the time and it was boggling yeah, my mind because the level of was, quality is way it was so way above frustrating those. because and a lot of people forget this yakuza 5 was postponed like it was like the tri the localization was postponed. Um, they didn't uh, they didn't announce anything or update anything for ages. And then after like a big push from some people, like including like uh, Markman, who is one of the Tekken people, and like some other people who had some sway towards Sega, were like, okay, we we want to get people going. So they had like a petition, like they did with Xenoblade Chronicles. And then it went to Sega, and Sega was like, okay, we'll do this, but it was a, it'll be a digital download only. So mm -hmm. Yakuza 5 was so unpopular to Sega after the response from 4 that they were only willing to make a localized digital download version. Do you know if they all of a sudden, marketed like, it at all? Well, it wasn't even going to be localized. We were lucky that we got a digital version. Because it, for a long time, it wasn't going to be localized. And the the time we had to wait between Yakuza 4 being released in Japan and Yakuza 4 being translated was like two years. Yakuza 5 was like two and a half years. I remember arriving in Japan and having Yakuza 5 and Kiwami 1 being out already and like us having like no news of us ever receiving <laughs> those games. 
It is incredibly frustrating. But then all of a sudden, Zero just... Zero was the one. Zero fucking killed it. And got super high scores, did really, really well, sold really, really well, and everyone was talking about the series, and then six, uh, Kiwami 1 came out, and everyone played that as well. And then six did really, really well. Of course, six is one of the highest selling in the series, so... Yeah, I think the Yakuza series is uh, here to stay. I mean, how many numbers do you think they're going to tack in? You know what? I kind of like the idea of Dead Eyes. I've always wanted like more spin-off judge sequels. Eyes. I, or, judge, judge Eyes. I, I, um, I've, always, I've always liked the idea of spin-off sequels better than like numerical sequels that go as high as five or six. This is a very different game. Judge Eyes is very, very different. How so? Because I uh, haven't really read into it besides skimming trailers. But I am interested. Quite, because, you know, I, I like the Yakuza's. It's, um, it's kind of like a more of a detective story kind of thing. Mm. And features mm. a completely different system. There's like, you have to dress up in disguises and do like old Assassin's Creed, blending in with the crowd and following and tailing people and stuff. Is it... Do you know? Do we know if it's going to be the the open world sort of thing, like Yakuza does? Um, because I, I think that will like really be the definitive feel if this like if the game feels like a Yakuza spinoff or an original IP is if you like have that big neighborhood to run around in and talk to NPCs and stuff. Because I mean, the fighting looks like Yakuza. The setting is of course Yakuza. Um, I mean, it's just Japan using the same engine. <laughs> but the, the main character is like a really Japan famous simulator. Japanese actor from SMAP. Well, he mm -hmm. was formerly of SMAP. Wait, SoftMap? Um, Isn't that the porn no, store we no, went at? No, no. SoftMap is different to SMAP. They were a famous, like, male all-member band that broke also, up earlier this year. I remember SoftMap as being a porn store when it's really... Not. It just has the porn floor at the tippy top. Anyways. Anyways. We're going to move on to a audience interaction game show segment called Dad Den. Dad Den is a big fat reference to the Japanese TV show Dragon's Den, which got localized elsewhere, known as like Shark Tank in the... Uh, and in America, I think it's still Dragon's Den in the UK. That's how you know it, Liam, right? Yeah, Dragon's Den. So what we do... I'm out. What we do is read your submissions for your fantasy game ideas. Uh, the audience members, you, our beloved listeners, are going to pitch a game idea to us. Um, in about... Uh, three, two paragraph emails. We want you to tell us what your fantasy game's name would be, what its gameplay concepts and main mechanics would be, its art style, its themes, and most importantly, because uh, this is what actually gets games shipped, is the projected money and time budget behind your idea. So, for this week, you said three to start paragraphs us off, because every time I see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I try. I try to encourage the people to to, to do like like two three paragraphs. But I see an essay here. I see it, a thesis. It, it's it's sometimes hard to describe uh, uh, complex game ideas in in little words, which is part of the challenge. 
you know, to make an elevator pitch, a quick one. You don't, you don't, you don't want to waste investors' time, you know, when you're uh, negotiating for that VC money. What, what you want to do is something like, like Alexander I mean, R. As here. soon as it gets too Six long, paragraphs. I'll start playing the music. Yeah, and that, that's when you. You're gonna, you're gonna have to. Wrap yeah, it we up. should have, we should have like a buzzer. Yeah. Like for if it goes on for too long, it should be like. It's like so, a sad trombone version. So Alexander R. starts off his email with the famous quote. A quote of weed every day. God damn. The quote just says, ooh, I smoke the weed, I'm Bob Dylan. Quotation mark, hyphen, space, Bob Dylan. All right, and Did then they really go on the pitch their game. I I guess, um, um, yeah, well, can one of you guys Google that, actually, while I read this stuff? Just, just, just Bob Dylan quotes on weed. All right, now, <clears throat> the tentative game title of Alexander R. Games, uh, Alexander R.'s, Alexander R.'s Game here by Alexander R. Games Incorporated is Bob John Does Debt. BG Double D. Currently in preliminary development by Salt Lake City Development Crew, My Last Resort. The title's based off the story. So the basic elevator pitch is that our main character here, Bob John Jr., is buying land in the world of New Pedestria. He deals with real estate Satan to own the most expensive land in Civilburg, feeling poised of his success in the family doorknob business. After signing his contract, however, Bob realizes the scale of the mortgage he has just taken upon. One billion dollars! All to be paid in full in 16 months. And thus starts his money-mad adventure. Poignant quotes from figures with the names Bob or John, like Bob Mould or Bob Saget or the 10th U.S. President John Tyler, are going to pop up when you open or close a level or die. So, uh, you know, kind of like in Call of Duty when you're um, uh, uh, shooting a bunch of, like, dogs and, 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 and Russians and Chernobyl after shooting a, a guy's arm off. And, and there's, like... Only the dead have seen the end of war when you die and you're supposed to feel all sad. Anyways, the game is going to be a 2.5D platformer in crossbreeding with in, in crossbreeding vein of Super Mario World, Super Voxatron, and Super Sims build mode. Don't remember a Super Sims. But anyways, the game cuts halfway with one being one half being platforming and a housing area to construct Bob's house to the player's free imagination. Levels are basic platforming while grabbing many storages of monetary value, such as dollars, gold bars, and cashier checks. Cashier checks and more can be found in branching areas like a Super Paper Mario-esque dungeon until you beat a level. The game's going to be built from the ground up with bleeding-edge eye candy, such as true voxel path tracing and more in mind, and while that tech is still hard to run, the work is cutting corners by limiting the game to 16 colors and locking the resolution to 320 by 240 pixels. Concessions to the modern gamer, which are capitalized, are going to include upscaling that to <laughs> 4x3 resolution with optional... FXAA. <laughs> All right. Are we? Time's up. Are we? Are we? Are we through? Is that? Is that all the time that Bob John does debt get to get to pitch? All right. But, but by the way, Dads. Ooh, I smoke the weed. I'm Bob Dylan. That's an album by uh, Jilvin Sunner. Jilva. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, the they make the fun, high quality rips on the YouTube's. Oh really? Well, there, there you go. So yeah. is it like a playlist he made or something, and he named it that? It's oh my god! It's an album on Bandcamp. You can download <laughs> yeah. and buy. Yeah. 
Name your price. Oh my god. I can't believe this is real. Did we get a dad didn't pitch from Gilva Sunner? I, I don't know. Maybe. We might have. We might have. Because cause I, don't, we I, know I your think secrets, that's a Alexander. All right. What do we think? Um, I, um, I used to love him, but then when I tried to rip YouTube videos for, from Nintendo songs for Final Games, I'm not allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> I so, mean, that's not Gilvis Hunter's fault. Yeah, well, I'm just going to blame him. It's his name attached to the video. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Do we, do we have any, any further questions? Any thoughts? What do we, what, 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 what do we think of Bob Johns does? What is the game? I, like, it's, it's a platform. It's a 2.5D platformer in a cross-beating fantasy world. Super Axe. But it's about to build both the cuts. I don't want to be the level. I don't want to be the level. I don't imagination. Oh, my gosh. But it doesn't make any sense because, like... Buster Grabbing many storages of monetary value, such as dollars, gold. So it's like storages it's storages of monetary value. That's it's it's mm. basically Wario, the Wario land, Wario Shake It dimension or whatever it is. Wario Shake It. Someone who describes money as storages of monetary value is someone who <laughs> seriously might be have on you, some like, Bob Dylan weed. Seriously, have you have you seen Wario Shake It dimension? I will look it up right now. Shake it. Wario Land. It's not some weird dimension. thing, you know, weird anime. Don't worry about it. I know, I know you like me sending you shit. Yeah, but don't yeah, worry. This you're, time you're into it's that stuff, safe Liam. It's No, Wario, seriously. It was a Wii game that no one played. It was pretty great. It had amazing 2.5D art that was mm -hmm. all kind of quirky and imagination. And it was all about Wario getting money. Well, isn't the that same what life is? It's the same game. <laughs> so Minus the, was, was there the house customization aspect though? Because I think that's that's I think minus the, most, the uh, American aesthetic. The the fascinating twists here include the, the house building the mechanic, the the three hundred twenty by two hundred forty resolution, um, the true voxel path tracing, which later on in the time budget they clarify that to reduce expenses, uh, full color voxel models and maps akin to Ace of Spades are going to be made to cut out the cost of texture. Meshworks and whatever the hell UV mapping is. Animations are done with threadbare keyframes with mirroring. Game music is limited to .mod tracker files. As of now, our current prototype is a gray voxel blob in a void. So a few more programmers would ease the pain of working with unsupported technology. Yeah, you're probably going to need those. Yeah, I would think so. Chirp. I don't know if we feel. I, I I'm gonna say. I don't know if I even like com I'm able to comprehend, let alone comment. Hmm. I kind of just feel like throwing the money at him to see what happens. I I'll feel like yeah, this is a wild card submission. This is this is some true venture capital we're gonna do here. This is this is a company that might not blow up for quite a while, but uh, I see the ambition here. I believe they have high growth potential. Um, they they might want to completely change their their idea and uh, style and uh, creative limitations of a game that is currently a 320 by 240 image of a black voxel void. Um, but you know what, kids? You got spunk. You got you got. Spunk. I'll let George give you the money, and then I can just watch. Well, we got one dollar from Matt, right? Yeah, a dollar. Yeah. You can have you can have ten dollars yeah. from me. You can have ten times Matt's investment. Wow. Okay. Wow. So we're doing that. Okay. 
Okay. And you know, you know, I was like talking about it earlier. Let's let's see if um if if they like pirate all their production software, then then maybe we could make this work on uh like like like, like I, I'll throw in a twenty, you know, for yeah. for catering. Well, you got a dub, you catering. got a tenor, and you got yeah. a buckaroo. Yeah. You got a dollar dollar bill. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. So thirty one dollars. Oh my god. Warehouse 31, oh my god, Halloween, oh my god, it's October. It's a conspiracy. Uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, Bob Johns Does Dead is requesting roughly $600,000 and 3.5 years of work. How are you going to make $600 last 3.5 years? Um, ramen? Ramen and software piracy. It's, it's the college way. Ramen dunking? Wait, what's ramen dunking? It's like Dunkin' Donuts. No, uh, like like do you the dunk the ramen? Dunk the ramen in the in the juice in the in the sweet sweet oh, sweet juice. Oh yeah, you're talking about the dipping noodles. Oh god, Liam, what's the real name for those? Wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Some kind of soba noodle that it's it's ramen that you dunk into the sauce and you slurp up the delicious. There's like a hot and oh. cold sensation. Yeah, soba, soba. Soba is the noodle, though. Soba. Isn't that the noodle's name? Yeah, a lot of things are called soba. Soba. Soba is the dish that you you have buckwheat noodles that you dip in various stuff. Sukemen. Sukemen is dipping noodles, cold ramen noodles, served in a bowl without broth. Then in a smaller stone bowl, they serve you the broth, usually still hot. Ah, uh, okay. Sukemen is also... There yeah. are lots of dipping things. You can also I, be talking I, about, like, shabu-shabu. Made sure that Matt had some sukemen. Well, you dip in skamen, skamen. So I guess I guess uh, I guess we're, we I mean, worked that's our just way ramen, through. Matt, but <laughs> we worked our way through. Bob John does that here. Um, I mean, yeah, you got like thirty it's bucks. It's Wario Land: The Shake Dimension. If you want to play, it's already out. Hey, hey, hey! But Wario Land: The Shake Dimension doesn't have voxel graphics with MOD tracker music. To be fair, I'm not a big fan of voxel graphics, so I'm not that interested. I know, and that makes it hilarious. I don't, like, I, I, I'm hoping we get the reference here. Have we played Ace of Spades here on the Dad and Sons? No. Supercast? Ace I'm of Spades. I'm referencing the Motorhead song. Ace of Spades is a multiplayer shooter video game made out of voxel, voxels where every time, it, it has like a Minecraft block-based world, because voxels. Every time you shoot a gun, it takes a square out of the environment, and people will, like, dig trenches after one another. Um, but there's no textures. <laughs> there's no textures. It's all Gorad shading. It's hilarious to look at. There's this, like, Morrowind fog to the environment that I I don't know. I, I, I like... I like the thought of experimenting with deliberately ugly aesthetics to try and make them look better. And that's what I think is, like, the one ambitious, fascinating part of what very... Well, it's pretty much kind of a, a joke pitch. Ah, uh, you just reminded me yeah. about Minecraft. Makes me want to play Minecraft again. Because it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. We Joe's got... good Wild Arms. Wild Arms is good. Mm. Yeah. And Yakuza 0. We got another submission from from P Piotr. How do you pronounce this? P Piotr? It's like Isn't a... It, is, isn't it just Peter? 
I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it, it might be that. I, you might know more people with this spelling than, than I. It's a, it's the Polish version of Peter. Oh, yes. I'm P- from the UK. Killed, I killed. know Polish people. Right, which means that probably no, more joking. than us. I think it was a just a mistake. The doctor just kind of wrote it by mistake. Put an R no, after no, it's the a, T. No, no, it's a common name. How is... Let's see if I can... No, uh, I don't know. Let's just get some pronunciation guide going up here. It's very important. You doing some text-to-speech thing? Is is that what's happening right now? Right, yeah. Hold on, hold on. It's a 30-second video. (laughs) I'm listening to the same video, but I can't hear it because you jackasses keep talking. Wait, did that guy just say Piot? Piotr. Piotr! My cousin Piotr M says that they want to make a game called Delta V. Uh, it's going to be a v. play-by-email turn-based game. <laughs> what? Wow. Players would outfit and take control of spaceship fleets, planning moves which would then be resolved simultaneously. Everything dies in one non-laser hit. But since everything moves with a notable fraction of light speed, actually hitting something with any non-laser weapons is a nightmare due to rockets' kinetics, um, inherent slowness, and the fact that once you spot an enemy ship, it's already somewhere else. Mind the light speed distance. You'd usually saturate regions of space with remote-controlled nukes, cones of grape shot, and occasional plinks of a laser, which is only going to heat the ship rather than destroy it, making it harder for it to run silently and reducing its mobility, while trying to mind-game your opponent into those kill zones. This would be possible as every ship stores its momentum, so once you have a good idea of where the opponent is going... Oh, I guess you can't turn on a dime is the idea. Uh, Once you have an idea of where... by email. (laughs) Yeah! Once you have a good idea of where the opponent is going, you could just send a few kilotons of ordnance his way. Fighting in asteroid fields would probably result in immediate suicide, but clashes could be spiced up by adding stuff like nearby stars, pulling everything towards them, nebulas making stealth more feasible, and radiation waves which would mess with mines and rockets as control systems. In the basic mode, a game would run after a few turns after which player that managed to destroy more enemy ships wins. Uh, a single-player mode would exist, but it would... Wait, by email, what? But it would consist mostly of scripted missions where you bombard planets suspected of producing WMDs into dust while angry gas mask dudes mumble simlish at you and electric accordions play in the background. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> I, I like Wait, how I, like I don't understand here. how, like, how this all... Like, how does this go into an email? Well, it sounds a lot like the classic board game of Battleship. Yeah, but it's got music. And you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe and it other has like stuff. an interface shell that you open up and it just sends the moves via email to the other players. Is that well, less like efficient than. Is this... Yeah, like cheap netcode? This is, this, well, this is a game that should be, be on Facebook, email. basically, right? Well, it sounds fun, though. So, this is our first Facebook game. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Subterfuge. Have you heard of that game? What's Subterfuge? Subterfuge is an iOS game that is a real-time strategy game, but it takes place over a week. And like, oh, so you, have you to play each the control, week. you each control like submarines, and you have like maybe four to ten or so players, and they're all in the water. And then, like, over a, like a couple of hours a day, you can make like a couple of moves, and you can sort of see the paths of which the other players will take. And then the next day, you then sort of plan accordingly. Whether you intercept them and stuff like that, it's like a almost turn-based long-form. That game. sounds really neat, and this idea sounds really 
neat. I think the play by email thing, yeah, we can have a lot of questions about that, but the the logistics of spaceship combat when the spaceships are going at or near light speed would be really fun to wrap your head around in a strategy game. Because like you said, like even if you see the ship, they're going to be in a different place. Well, like like physically well, in reality. So it would right, be like so you'd, you'd be, be doing a lot oh, of math. <laughs> you'd be seeing them one turn behind of their actual strategy. So you'd constantly have to be thinking in terms of like a future that you can only imagine that becomes real during the results of the following turn. It's like oh. the inverse. It's inverse into the breach. It, it's mind games. It's, yeah, that would all be mind games. It would all be predictive. It would be luring people into your predictive kill zone. Uh, I just took a big sip of water. Feels really good. This game idea sounds really good. I just feel really good. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> See what their budget's going to be. You can tell George has been away from a computer for a while. Yeah. By my experience, this would pretty much allow one person to do this in a year or two with some additional art and music bits. Uh, graphics, by the way, would be reminiscent of DEF CON, but in 3D. Seeing how $2,000 a month, which now is... Now he wants 3D in an email? Yeah, I don't know if the email is going to work. It might just be better to make regular old cheap netcode. Is this like embedded... Hmm. Mm. embedded Wait. sort of UI or something? Like an no, embedded no. system? I just thought of something. I'm I'm guessing that when this guy's thinking it up, he's thinking of the play by email being kind of an optional feature. Because you know, you can play Civ by email. Wait, what? Yeah, people do it. <laughs> they um, have, have like, like communities. That's like, finally, a game at my pace. <laughs> Um, who who will like make tools specifically set up for sharing Civ save games from from multiple players who don't want to sit down every day but just want to do like one move a but day. Isn't then that move like downloading? A, isn't that different? That's just like downloading a save file, importing it into a game from an email, mm -hmm. then uploading it again. Which is still play by email. Which is but actually not, how a lot of games throughout not, history have worked. But it's not a play by email game like. Piotr, Peter Puitone is proposing. How is it not? Because because it, it's the very first thing he states. So I imagine his suggestion is that this game is controlled entirely via making turns in an email. Which I don't think would be a great idea. No. Depending on the embedded technology in the email that allows you to uh, interact with the game. I mean, if it's turn-based uh, and it's in an email, it could be quite... I mean, he does say it's 3D and has music, so it's a little difficult. Yeah. But you yeah. can embed anything these days. Fucking... There are a hundred podcast RSS feeds out there that have embedded datasons all over the internet that we don't even know about, so... But, but can they do anything. 3D games with music? Yeah. And PS4 but just the got hacked. Sounds really the fucking cool. Sons, you can handle 3D. PS4 got hacked through email too. So. <laughs> no, it was a PSN message. That's not email. That's different. Mm -hmm. So text. It was a message. S can't wait to hack people's ships. 
He wants $2,000 a month and then clarifies 3000 before taxation. So does that mean 2000 or 3000 I mean, the employers are going to be He doesn't live in California. The total sum tell you that. Uh, $2,000 a month buys you a comfortable living in wonderful land of Poland. The cost Ooh. of production would be somewhere in the $46,000 to $90,000 range, including cost of a few electric accordion tracks and some art. What's the deal with the electric accordion? I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly search this up. Electric accordion. Cause I, I wanna know what that sounds like so I can close my eyes and envision Piotr M's Delta V. <laughs> Did you change his name? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it the first time. Okay. I, uh... The <laughs> Whatever I'm hearing right now doesn't exactly seem well-suited for... far future... light speed... Oh, wow. Space combat. But I'm gonna throw it in anyway to help set the mood. Oh, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Oh my god, I want to make, I want to play a turn-based game with this type of music. This is kind of helping me make decisions. It's a little soothing. It's more soothing than I would think the intensity of, of the setting, which, which I, I guess is so far in the future and so disconnected from, from the violence they're committing against each other is gonna, gonna convey. I'm enjoying this. Alright, so... Speaking of enjoying things, how how much do you enjoy Piotrim's idea? I mean, it's play by email, so no one's gonna play it. But I'm intrigued by it. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, you know I'm right. Sounds like a cool idea. <laughs> no one's gonna play that it. Out. I mean, I was I'm no, looking up play like... play by email stuff right now, and there's no games available for me to join. There you go. There's not many people talking about well, it. These posts are yeah. from like 2011. The, 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 the concept of playing by email, I think, has been kind of obsoleted by internet technology that have developed since. But people do. Like, there are communities of like Civ fans who will do it. And uh, it kind of sort of harkens back to that the, the long tradition, hundreds of years old, of uh, playing games of chess through, through mail. You like send each other your next move. You, you, mean, Anyways, you mean play by like mail, like actual mail, re regular mail. Yeah. yeah, before computers optimized and obsolete a lot of that. People, multiplayer gaming still existed in some form or another, in some way, since the dawn of time. <sighs> All right. So yeah, what do we think? Hard, hard opinions. Is yes, that water? No. I mean, is, is that really water? It seems pretty it, cheap. It was. It was water. Mm. It was mm. water. It's twelve fifty-eight. PM. I wouldn't be drinking this early. See, see, he assumed I was talking about drinking. Hmm. Hmm. Well, well, why would you question whether or not it was water? No, 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 no. You made the assumption. I did not. You asked the question. Hmm. I'm saying, George. Just saying. What? What are you saying? That's what I'm asking. I'm asking you what you're saying. <laughs> I always wonder if he purposely turns himself down. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Dad and Sons. Oh, um, I would, I, I would put a, I'll buy that for a dollar. Delta V. I'll $1? buy that for a ten dollars. Dude, I'm all in it. I think, um, Ooh. I have, I have faith that P 
Piotr is is thinking up the game mechanic systems with enough due diligence that I think he might confront this play by email idea and how better to improve it. But the thing is, I have confidence in that. They, they, they sound like they know exactly what they want to make, how challenging it's going to be. The play by email thing is a little questionable, but that's like the only thing here that I think doesn't sound like a grand fun time of a grand fun strategy game. Like so much of the fun was into the breach was the same process of predictive funneling of enemies into kill zones, and and it feels it makes you feel so clever. I imagine the game will be fun. Mind games make you feel like like I'm looking for profit, George. I'm looking for profit. Yeah. I'm we looking for investing. fun. What I'm looking for for getting lucky and having fun and living life. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, oh yes, George, fun. you can pay for it. Me and Matt will play. It. Yeah, Piotr, you got you got my. Let's see, what does cost of production boutine somewhere in forty six thousand, ninety thousand? You got Don't my ninety thousand. Wow. Go commission some um, some some electric accordion tracks. Cue the music. All right. Now, yeah, I I, I also should clarify that ninety thousand dollars doesn't exist, and that I'm not giving you ninety thousand dollars. But if I had a zillion dollars and could throw around ninety thousand dollars consequence free, I'd totally throw you ninety thousand. Really? Yeah, I mean, if there's no consequence to me, I don't even care about getting the investment. I want to have, like, light-speed combat gamified. Do you guys remember that conversation in Mass Effect 2 you could overhear on the Citadel where there was this, like, uh, admiral of a ship, and he's like, Listen up, men! Whenever you fire any weapon, it's gonna make someone's life in some year, in some time period, millions of years from now, really shit, so make sure you're accurate. Because that's the idea. The projectile weapon just keeps drifting through space forever. And oh, I that, do like that. Yeah, that probably creates all sorts of that. interesting consequences. I the, do it, like that's, that. That's what I like about this idea. All the, those pew-pew like, lasers going all over. The scale and the distance and the unexpected consequences of missing your shots from that distance. Like, what if you try to make a light-speed maneuver after shooting a slow-moving missile and accidentally move in the path of your own missile that you forgot about, that you shot, like, on turn one? That would be... That would be a great moment that would make you feel like a real dummy, but actually pulling off this stuff would make players feel like a real smarty pants. What's the opposite of a dummy? Um, a smart pants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really like this idea, especially the fact that even if you see the enemy, it means you're too late. <laughs> Wait, is the music still playing? Because they're going at light speed. Is the music still playing? Um, um, I don't know if it is or not, but cue the music! Electric accordion light speed space combat. Let's do it! Like us on Facetunes and, um, and subscribe to us. Yeah, on, share on our MySpace page. Twitduck. Mm-hmm. Read our live journal. Everyone seems to have been hacked on Twitter. Don't do that. What? Oh, wait, really? Nah, nah, nah. Something happened with people getting random notifications. <laughs> Anyways, lo- love you guys. See-, see you next week. See you next week, guys. Send us emails. Yeah. Any questions? Questions to be answered. We got some fun points for next week, actually. I can't wait to do uh, this. 
this apocalypse NES thing. Oh, there you go. We've already got them. Don't bother. No! No!